This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by the Melbourne Graduate School of Education. Have a new level of impact in your education career. With two annual intakes, flexible classes and full-time and part-time options, you'll have more choice when it comes to your study. Visit education.unimelb.edu.au forward slash courses for professionals for more information. Hello, thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. My guest today is Danny Lang, head teacher at Brimsdown Primary School in London. When Danny first started at the school just over three years ago, it was going through a troubling time. There had been two requires improvement of state inspections, and it was judged to be in the lowest 10% for year six reading progress. In response, the school established a staff wellbeing team, setting clear intentions to prioritise staff happiness. Establishing the staff wellbeing team has been one of the factors in helping the school achieve a vast improvement in its Ofsted grade, and it has created a new harmony in the staff room. Danny joins me today on the line from the UK to chat more about it. But to kick things off, she tells me more about her school's context. We're a three-form entry primary school in North London in Enfield, um, so it's from three to 11-year-olds. Um, in addition to that, we have a deaf um, and hearing impairment base, so we have a number of deaf children and staff within the school, and um, we're in a very high deprivation area as well, um, but the school has gone from strength to strength over the last three years, going from requires improvement to a good school now um, by our offset standards, with three areas actually being outstanding as well. And Danny, I know you've said before that staff are the most important resource in your school and their wellbeing is key to making things happen. Was this your motivation behind starting the staff wellbeing team that I know you have in your school? Yes, it was. Um, you know, the, the staff are, are really important um, within any school. And here at Brimsdown, um, that is the, the, the main thing that I've spent kind of my school kind of budget on is making sure that um, we've got really well-trained staff um, and staff that are well-supported so that actually they can do the best for the children here. And that has the, the biggest impact actually on, on the children and their learning. And that's what's um, ensured the, the good progress and outstanding progress progress that we've had here so it what it was the main motivation I think especially when I started at the school um, just over three years ago the school was in a very difficult place because it was in quite um, requires improvement it hadn't made the progress that it actually needed to make and that was really kind of upsetting for the staff because they were all working and trying hard but it wasn't having the impact that it needed and it was quite disheartening for the staff as well so um, that's why it was important to actually kind of look at their well-being um, make sure they were in a good place um, support and train them the best we could so that then actually um, they could um, have that impact on the children and their learning. Mm-hmm. And so how did you go about actually establishing the well-being teams? What steps did you take? So initially um, I just kind of 
spoke about the idea in a staff briefing to see who might be interested. I explained that, you know, that it was going to mean as, as a small bit of, of extra work for them, but obviously we'd do whatever we could during the, the school day, um, but that it was about kind of actually getting, um, thinking about how we could improve staff and, and, and getting their ideas and their views because I didn't have all of the answers. And, you know, they're the people um, working in the classrooms, working over lunchtime, doing the, the, the different roles around school and I wanted to make sure that everybody had a had a view there. Um, after after that I actually got kind of I think there was ten people that were interested in that idea in the role. So I met with those ten people and we started to have half termly meetings and I'd chair the meeting and I'd put items on the agenda. But it was around kind of, you know, what is what is happening, what's working well in the school, what do you think is creating more workload for you, what is creating more stress. Um, we designed a survey which we then sent out to all of the staff and um, we have just under a hundred staff here and 60 of the staff responded to that survey and we then use that to um, both in the leadership team meetings but in the well-being team meetings as well to look at how where things were coming up as an issue how we could actually improve that and what what people might mean what you know unpick that a little bit further if somebody was saying um, displays were, were causing them a lot of stress well what was it about displays how could we then support and reduce that kind of stress and workload around that area marking um, came up we have a, a, a fast feedback policy which is actually a no written marking now by the teachers um, the children self mark so um, yeah, there was there was quite a lot of things. It was also about actually, um, you know, we think of ourselves as a family here at the school. Um, so it was thinking, how can we um, do more things together um, as a family, but also understanding that everybody might have a, a, a different perspective. You know, we might want to do a quiz night and there might be 30 people turn up. That's fine because that's what they're interested in. You know, so making sure that all of the different staff in school, there was something that they might opt into if they wanted to. Yeah. And Jenny, how have you been tracking the effectiveness or the impact of this initiative on staff wellbeing? Mm. Um, I mean, a lot of it's more through conversations with staff and those kind of lighter conversations. We still do, um, you know, a couple of times a year, we do um, what I call the traffic lights. Um, and within a staff meeting, we'll look at what things are, are going well generally across the school, if there are things that are need improving, if there are things we kind of say we want to put in the bin because it doesn't work and it doesn't have impact. And that kind of is not just about kind of the children and the, and the initiatives in school, but obviously that kind of impacts on how staff are feeling and, and well-being around things. Um, we also have done another survey. So the survey that we did in the very beginning, we replicated in January this year so um, sort of 18 months later to see what impact was was had and you know there was there was a very um, positive impact in the fact that people were saying that their stress levels were reduced they were definitely saying that workload because of um, the new feedback policy workload had reduced um, and they were not having to spend holidays or weekends or evenings marking things and also they were saying that kind of the admin side of things had reduced because we'd looked at ways of kind of putting either stickers in books rather than um, kind of cutting 
setting things up. We were kind of encouraging that the children do things. And we got somebody within the office to do some of the admin and photocopying side of things each week as well. So um, it's it, it has been um, it's multiple ways, really, but lots of those conversations with staff, I think. Yeah. Besides the wellbeing team, are there any other wellbeing initiatives that you're running at the school? Um, we, we change them every time now. We meet um, once once a term, sometimes more if we need to. Um, but we, I ask then and we kind of look at different things. So we, we had mindfulness training um, in January of this year. And we did that in two ways. We did mindfulness for staff and, and things they could do around mindfulness for themselves um, and how to kind of reduce stress. But then we also looked at mindfulness and how we could implement that in the classroom as well. So lots of the staff have been doing that mindfulness. We introduced at the start of this year um, a, a an after-school um, kind of club for, for the staff, one on yoga, um, and each week we, we'll go into the hall and people that want to will go and do yoga, and one um, around kind of circuit training. Um, and again, kind of people dip in, so that's something they can access for free here after school at four o'clock, and people dip in and out of attending those. Um, we've um, had different kind of organizations of, of staff dues and nights out where we have had kind of quiz nights. Um, we continue to have kind of a housekeeper. We use one of our inset days, which is actually tomorrow, um, as a what I call a well-being day. So it's, it, it's not kind of staff training or anything. People don't have to come into work. They have to just think about themselves and relax and have a nice day to themselves. Um, so that, that continues. Um, but we've looked at how, how we might implement that further next year to make the term days a little bit um, better as well. Wow, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a whole range of fantastic things going yeah. on. Yeah, but I think that's what's important. It's, it's been important to make sure that kind of there's lots of different things because, you know, we've got staff that um, are, are Muslim and don't drink, might be on Ramadan. Um, we've got kind of staff that, you know, that, that that's the social aspect that they do want. We've got staff that have got children, want to do something kind of after school. We've got staff on a variety of different pay grades. So we need to have things that are free, things that are going to cost. So it's important actually to kind of make sure that there is that variety so that people will access the different types of things that they want to access. Yeah. And Danny, as a school leader, why is it important to be available to listen to staff concerns regarding wellbeing? I think that if you don't listen, then it becomes a bigger issue um, and, and, and things can start to spiral and eat away at people. So actually listening and then dealing with something and, and there and then is just much more more beneficial before then kind of people start to speak to other people and it grows or kind of then that person starts to feel kind of that um, you know they're getting upset and they're getting overwhelmed with things so for me um, the quicker something is is shared then the better that actually we can we can deal and share you know it's that whole kind of problem problem shares problem halved and things mm. so yeah fantastic and in your own experience Danny, what have you learned throughout this whole process um 
I think that you know that that idea about being being available and also the the idea of like the impact of um, me on on staff you know obviously I want to improve and you know in the beginning I was part of the problem because I was kind of putting all these initiatives out there which were the right thing to do in some ways for the school and to move things on as a school and improve the school and get it to be a good school and improve those outcomes for the children but actually you know all of those new things it was it was a lot for staff to take on board so I think it is about being continually reflective. Whenever I introduce anything new, I go and kind of speak to the wellbeing team about it as much as I speak to my leadership team about it because they'll give the different perspectives on kind of that new thing that's going to be coming in. So I think that's what's what's been important is actually, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to, other people have other views and ideas and perspectives and, and, and we'll see kind of pitfalls that I won't see. So actually it, it's good to get those different views. Yeah. And just finally, Danny, for schools listening who are thinking they may want to do something similar in their own school setting, do you have any advice for them when it comes to establishing their own staff wellbeing teams? Um, I think the, the, the biggest advice is about getting um, a, a team that um, are going to, one, are, are going to be happy and, and, and supportive to put in that extra little bit because especially in the beginning it has been them putting in that little bit um, extra um, and you know like I would kind of do little things like get them extra little boxes of chocolates and things like that to show the appreciation side of it but in the beginning you know they were having to kind of stay for some extra meetings and things so you've got to think about their well-being mm -hmm. as well um, and also getting um, a variety of staff you know I've got teaching assistants trainee teachers um, we have our communication support workers that work with the deaf children I've got inclusion teaching assistants that work one-to-one -one. Um, I've it's been important to actually get that real that real kind of breadth of, of the different roles of staff because everyone will have that different perspective on their team and how it might affect the people that do a similar role to them yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, um, and and the other thing is, you know, just have have fun with it. Do you know, like we've done lots of nice and fun activities, um, as well as kind of balancing that out with thinking about kind of workload and stress management and and so forth. So it is, I, I think, it is about having both things. Um, you know, the workload aspect, but the fun. That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, whether it's from our series on behaviour management, global education, school improvement, teaching methods, action research or the research files, just visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. The full transcript of this podcast is available at teachermagazine.com.au that's where you'll also find the latest articles, videos, and infographics for free. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by the Melbourne Graduate School of Education. Shape the future of education with MGSE's graduate courses for professionals. Delivered by industry leaders, MGSE's courses allow you to advance your career or expand into a new area. 
visit education.unimelb.edu.au forward slash courses for professionals for more information.